Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. It's the final minute of the third period in Sunrise, Florida, and it looks like the Panthers are going to beat the Hurricanes. Now 2-0 for Florida in that game. That's the Oilers' next two opponents. They play Carolina tomorrow. It's on 6.30, Chad. 3.30 for the face-off show. Game at 5. Saturday at the Panthers. That's a matinee. The puck will drop at 2. 15 minutes left in the third. Penguins up 3-0 on the Capitals. And the Montreal Canadiens looking very good tonight. 4-0 lead on the Canucks. That is after two periods. Wild and Ducks coming up a bit later on. Edmonton Oil Kings trailing Regina 3-2. That's after two periods of play. And the Toronto Raptors tonight, 7.45 left in the fourth. They have a one-point lead on the Rockets, 94-93. A couple of big basketball games at the uh, Edmonton Expo Center tomorrow. Canada is going to play Venezuela. And then on Sunday, they play Panama. And they're looking to sew up a spot in the FIBA Basketball World Cup. And to discuss that and more, I am pleased to welcome back to Inside Sports my good friend Paul Sir, who's the executive director of Basketball Alberta. Paul, how are you doing, man? Doing great, Reed. Great to be here with you. Thanks for uh, having me on. Yes, it is always a pleasure to uh, to have you on the program, regardless of the circumstances. I'm going to start with you. We saw the uh, horrific injury to Evander Kane last night. Uh, scary moment you experienced playing, coaching, or watching basketball. Something come to mind? Um, well, I, I've seen guys tear their knees up quite a bit. I, I must admit, though, I haven't seen in person that kind of uh, that kind of dramatic and horrific injury. I, the things I've seen are guys coming down on people's feet or coming down too hard or, or you know getting clipped in, in in action. So I've never experienced anything like that, and and God forbid, never will. But uh, you just hope and pray that 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 young man just is able to. Uh, to recover fully and put his career back together again and, and get back on the court. That, that was horrific. Yeah, well, I, but I'm sure, I, I'm sure you've had moments where a, a player or teammate is, like you said, with knee injuries where they're going off and you probably know, oh. not sure I'm going to see him again this season uh, on the court, oh. right? I mean, that, that's oh, going to uh, be tough. 100%. 100%. You, just, you, you know that this is way beyond a sprain or some sort of minor injury. When you know something is going to alter that person's career it is scary and you just feel for people because it's always the x factor in sport you never know when you step on the court or the ice or the field if something that night uh your your fault or not your your mistake or not or just bad circumstances that that could happen at any time you just hate to see it when it actually does happen yeah, uh, that was a scary one for sure. And, and, and you're right. Whenever you see somebody go down or need to be helped off, uh, that's, you know, can be, like you said, can be career changing, sometimes even life changing. Th- thanks for hopping on tonight. Uh, thanks for hopping on tonight. So, look, uh, Edmonton's, first of all, just the, and I know you, you and I have touched base on this before, but the uh, the significance of Edmonton, before we, we, we dive into what's on the line here, just the significance of Edmonton hosting these two games as part of Canada's World Cup qualification. Well, it's it's another feather in Edmonton's basketball cap, Reed. I mean, this year has been remarkable with all of the events that we've been able to to host, and it's indicative of of a number of different things. Of course, we're a great sports city. Uh, what I'm most proud of and excited about is that now it's not just a great sports city; it's a great basketball city. 
and this year hosting uh, men's national championships for youth sports. Uh, all the different tournaments that take place hosted by Basketball Alberta and uh, other organizations within the city and schools, etc. But then leading into our large FIBA 3x3 events that were such hits this summer, hosting Canada Basketball's national championship, uh, having the women's national team training here, having the Toronto Raptors, for goodness sake, show up, and now having on home soil the opportunity for Edmontonians to cheer Team Canada into the World Cup and help them on their way to a hopeful qualifying, uh, to be a hopeful qualifier for the Olympics next year. Uh, what a great opportunity for Edmontonians to cap the year off with a great, meaningful international event like this. All right, so it's Venezuela tomorrow at 7, just after 7, I guess, and then Sunday at uh, at 5.10, it's Panama. So... what? I know you want to win every game, but what what's what is it? What does Canada need to do here to make sure they're in the World Cup? They've got to win one of the two. Okay. Now, here's the here's the case for tomorrow night being so relevant. Uh, Reed, back in 2015, expectations were very high that Canada, who had a good team, was going to be able to qualify for the Olympics. And in the last game, they lost to Venezuela by one. And Venezuela absolutely decimated Canada basketball. And I really think that that game set Canada basketball back two or three years. Because after that, for a period of time, again, Canada had a tough time getting their NBA talent to commit to Team Canada. Now, that's been addressed. That no longer is the problem. But for this game, these are European pros. And seven of the players on this team are youth sports players from Canada. So we're going into this without our NBA talent, but we have what I think tomorrow is is an opportunity to show Canadians how good this nation is as a basketball country and how deep our talent pool is that we're going to be relying on Canadian kids who have played university in Canada. So Yeah, I, yeah, I like that as well. Sorry, I'll let you finish there. No, no I was just going to say, so that, that's what's on the line for tomorrow night. Now, Venezuela should be good. Uh, it should be a tough game. Panama, not quite as good. But still, you've got to win the game. So for Canada, with this team, they're 8-0. Uh, and a lot of those games have been won with a similar team composition to this. Uh, so they've just got to go out and finish the job now. They've gotten to this point. Now they got to go finish it off. Okay so, no, okay, so they win one of these two. They're in next year's World Cup, which I think is next August and September, if I remember correctly. Correct. You're right. Okay, that's correct. So, yeah. so what what is the significance for Olympic qualifying? Explain that to me. If you finish in the top two in the World Cup, you automatically qualify for the Olympics. And the exciting thing for Canada is that they are going to be in the opposite pool, we think, from the United States. So, Canada next next year, like the the we right now in Edmonton, we are hosting. Uh, executive directors from all the different provinces in basketball here in Edmonton. And today, Rowan Barrett, who's the manager of high performance, uh, R.J. Barrett's dad, and a former great pro and most significantly national team player, came in and was explaining the the, uh, systematic approach that Canada basketball has taken to really strengthen their national team program. And so we have got a team that is going to methodically be building towards the World Cup with their best NBA talent 
going there with the goal of being in that top two, uh, probably you know trying to get to the finals against the Americans and be able to take to take Canada to the Olympics after the World Cup next year. Those are lofty goals, Reed. But to think to know that Canada is thinking that way is so significant. So uh, I think this is just a, a, a phenomenal time, unlike any other time for basketball in Canada. And uh, the men's national team being here in Edmonton, being at Hall D in Expo t- uh, tomorrow and Sunday is really exciting. Okay. Well, yeah, that, it is awesome. And so a lot on the line. I'm, I'm glad how you explained that for sure. So World Cup, Olympic stuff. All, I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves, I know, Paul, but people want to know what's, uh, what's, what's, what's on what's their on mind. The yeah, well, I, I think in Venezuela, I know you got to play the game, should be the tougher of the two based on what the yep. standings say. Um, yep. So, but we've had, okay, so if these games would have been played in, july would have there been nba guys like have nba NBA guys participated in the qualifying for canada yes they have if they would have been in the off season they would have had the nba guys like they have canada basketball has the commitment from their top nba talent for world cup and for the olympics like they are they are set so that rj barrett uh shea gilgis alexander uh uh, lugans george uh Jamal Murray, they are all committed to the Canada basketball national team program. What this team has to do now, push it over the end, push it over the line, get them set up for the World Cup so then next year they can go about their business of getting ready to really be, to make a serious run at a World Cup championship next summer. Okay. Now, did we miss the World Cup in 2019? Yes, we did. And, and you yeah. still think that was the fallout from that loss in 2015? I think we were on the back side of the fallout from 2015. Wow. I mean, that's a whole discussion about the evolution of Canada basketball as well as basketball in Canada, Reed, to get us to this point. But we have have phenomenal professionalized coaching staffs for the first time for our national team programs. And, uh, I mean, when your head coach for the men's national team is Nick Nurse, you know that Canada basketball is serious. And then the two... Uh, his two assistants are Raptors assistants as well. So uh, Canada basketball, they have found the funding. They have made the commitment on the men's and women's side to professionalize the coaching and to wrap up in long-term, kind of like the Redeem team was for the U.S., to wrap up for the long-term to get the best players to commit to Canada basketball with the goal of getting to the Olympics in 2024. Okay. Do we know if it's sold out for these two games? If people still want to try to go, how could they go? Uh, tickets, uh, Ticketmaster, tickets at the door at the uh, at Expo are available. It's not sold out yet. Uh, tickets are selling well, but I think it's three quarters. Last I heard, it was about three quarters sold out. But it would be a real gift to these to this team if we could have a full house supporting Canada and, again, trying to do our part as the uh, sixth man, if you will, to help push this team over the edge and help the team qualify for the World Cup. Yeah, well, it's a, that's a great place to watch a game. I've been to Stingers games there, and uh, yeah, Edmonton sports fans are great. So so tomorrow at 7, well, basically 7, starts just after 7, Sunday yep. at 5, uh, Canada taking on Venezuela, and then Panama. Okay, and I'll, I'll throw this at you, and you may say, Reed, don't get ahead of yourself, but uh, <laughs> do, we have, do we have anything else coming to Edmonton in the near future? In the near future, I, I, I would say no, but 
Uh, next year could be a real interesting year. I'll just leave a teaser with you on that, okay? Oh. Well, now I want to know. <laughs> I know. That's what I want you to do. I want you to be thinking about this, read. <laughs> so, oh. so maybe we'll have a private conversation if I see you on Sunday at the game. Yes, I, I, I think we need to have one. Okay. Well, Paul, thanks for uh, thanks for giving everybody the the low because I have had a couple people say to me, you know, what do these games mean? And, and you did a great job explaining it. And plus, you can just get out there and support these awesome Canadian basketball players. Hey, uh, enjoy the batches, man. We'll see you soon. All right. Take care, Reed. Thanks for the time. Paul, sir, executive director of uh, Basketball Alberta. So Canada playing Venezuela tomorrow at the Expo Centre and then Panama on Sunday. Big games. They win one of the two. They are in the World Cup. It's expected that tomorrow's game against Venezuela will be tougher. Uh, but, of course, who knows? But, uh, yeah, a lot of good Canadian talent. On The one name I know is Philip Scrub, who played for Carleton, which wins the men's U Sports Championship almost every year. He was a star on that team. He's been playing professionally uh, in Europe. He's going to be one of the guys playing for Canada. Okay. Awesome to have Paul on the show joining us on the hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed, pro all the way. That's where you can get in touch at 780-496-0063. It's Inside Sports on Chet. Subscribe to the Inside Sports Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. This is 630 Chad Inside Sports. That's right. Wherever you find your podcasts, under the cushions, stuck in behind the dryer, in your garage. I don't know where else you'd find your podcast. But sign up for that Inside Sports podcast. We'll get you an Inside Sports canned ham delivered to your house by drone. Special offer. Kellen Kennedy's back at the 630 Shed Broadcasting Compound. Kellen, how are you doing, my friend? Doing really good. I think the podcasts have burrowed underground for the winter, so you have to dig the, your shovel and dig them up to, you know, we, ensure the freshest podcasts, you know? We have a hibernating podcast. Will it see its own shadow in February? That's right. Is that Stay when tuned. they do the Groundhog Day? Is that in February? February I 2nd, I believe, or 3rd, something like that. Yeah. Was it six more weeks of winter? I think so. Yeah. If, if it's, I, I can't. Yeah. Remember. It's it's one or the other. It's something like that. I don't know. I never. Wyerton Willie is that the name of the groundhog? Uh, yeah. Wyerton Willie. Uh, Balzac Billy was the one in Calgary. I think he's deceased though. I think he passed away. I'm not sure. <laughs> that's that's a nice thought, Kellen. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, I don't know. All right, Groundhog Day. Good movie, by the way. Uh, Great yes, movie. Thur- Thursday, February 2nd. There we will go. be Groundhog Day. Puxatani Phil. That's the guy I was thinking of, the one from the States. Gotcha. That's I assume one. there's been several incarnations of Puxatani Phil. I, yeah, I would think so. I think it's like a lineage. It's That has to be. <laughs> it's like the royal family, one. you know, and it, there's successors and heirs sort of from, yeah. I guess. And that's a- that has to be one of our weirdest traditions. You know, when human beings. 500 800 a thousand years from now read about the history of the 20th and 21st centuries well they used to predict the weather with this little groundhog and if it saw its shadow which by the way it can't actually communicate whether it's seeing its shadow or right not. i guess it's just which way he's facing at the time anyway 
Anyways, uh, not just Oilers texts in tonight, Reed. We just got, uh, we have texts about the rest of the hockey world as well. Uh, Gary texts in and he s- says in caps, Vancouver, please give Bruce's pink slip. <laughs> so that, that's an all caps text, eh? All caps text, yep. Uh, the Canucks scored a few minutes ago. Luke Shen, first of the year. The uh, Yes, the Canucks are not doing well. Yep. I don't know what else to tell you. I, I don't know if that guy's a Canucks fan or he's just desperate to see somebody else coach them, but uh, they're they're having it. And how about Montreal? I mean, they're, uh, what are they, 500? Probably going to win tonight. Mm-hmm. Still might not make the playoffs, but they've been kind of fun to watch. They're, they're, they are a fun team to watch, for sure. I have every time Pete they're Rooney's on, I doing watch great a or so and see what's going on, right? So yeah. uh, we'll go to a unnamed text that comes in and says, Hey, Reid, I don't think Holland can replace Kane, but I think he can use up that LTIR for a decent top five defense at $3 million, and then trade away one of Pulley or Yamamoto for draft picks before Kane returns. Yeah, interesting. I I mean, they've tried to trade Pugliarvi. I, I will I will say this. I, I thought he played well yesterday. Again, you just got to finish. I, I don't think he's played bad, but if you're going to be in that role, you got to score at least sometimes. Yamamoto, obviously, struggling as well. Um I mean, I guess the the thing I always say when people suggest trades, they usually suggest trades that are a little bit or sometimes a lot lopsided in favor of the team they're cheering for. So we do get a lot of trade suggestions, but they're often lopsided in favor of the Oilers. Um, I I mean, if you're another GM, what are you giving up right now for Pugliarvi or Yamamoto, two $3 million players who haven't scored this year? Well, Pugliarvi has a goal. But, uh, yeah, interesting. I, I would think that they'll add a defenseman at some point because, like I've said numerous times, they need to be a little sturdier and a, a little meaner on the back end, I think. Mm-hmm. And one more uh, anonymous text in for the evening and for the show tonight. Read with Kane out long-term. I understand they want Yamamoto or Yessi to be able to jump in and fill in the top six. If they can't, what do you think Holland will do? Well, first of all, I think Holloway is going to get the first chance in the top six. And then I think if he doesn't grab it, I think Pugliarvi and Yamamoto will get continued chances in the top six. I don't think, like, if you look at Ken Holland's history, I, I don't think he's going to go and do anything crazy. And again, Kane's on LTIR, but it doesn't mean you can just get a free player for, for that amount of time. Um, Yeah, that's a good question. I, I just don't know if he's going to step right up to the front of the trade line and, and do something desperate. I, I do think they want to see how it's going to go with Holloway and possibly Pugliarvi or Yamamoto coming along here. Ooh, 4-2. Vancouver just scored. Oh, Vancouver's rallying. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, see, that guy's going to want Bruce to stick around. Maybe maybe the text message becomes small letters. That text, but that text inspired the Canucks. I think oh, there that's we go. the only that's the only correlation we could possibly make. Text to Inside Sports about the Canucks. Get them motivated. Okay, appreciate those remarks and the people who called in tonight as well. I really appreciate that you listen to the show. Tomorrow, Stoff has Oilers now from noon to two tomorrow. I will join you at three thirty for the faceoff show. The game is at five as uh, the Oilers take on the Carolina Hurricanes, who have lost three nothing on the road against the Florida Panthers. Sam. Ben- and it put it away with a uh, late goal. Penguins lead the Capitals now 3-1 in the third. Oil Kings down 4-2 early in the third. Raptors have won 116-109 against the Rockets. Dave Campbell's the producer of Inside Sports. Kellen Kennedy, your studio producer this evening. My name's Reed. Take care.